Welcome to the LA Public Health Podcast for Monday, June 7th, 2021. I'm Steve Baldwin, and today's show includes comments from LA County Board of Supervisors Chair Hilda Solis, followed by an update on COVID-19 led by Dr. Muntu Davis, Health Officer of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. To keep up with the latest updates and guidelines for slowing the spread of COVID-19, you can follow us across all social media at LA Public Health or visit our website, publichealth.lacounty.gov. And now, here's Supervisor Solis. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for being here today. Last week, you may know that President Biden declared the month of June to be the National Month of Action to get as many American adults at least one shot by the 4th of July. And this June, businesses, employers, celebrities, local governments, athletes, colleges, community and faith-based organizations and volunteers will work together to get 70% of US adults at least one shot. And here in LA County, we're ready to answer that call as well. We have made, as you know, significant progress in our vaccination efforts with 64% of residents age 16 and above, and 85% of our senior residents already receiving one dose. But there's so much more work that needs to be done, and especially with respect to vaccine disparities. Young Black and Latinx individuals age 29 and below are being vaccinated at half the rate of white and Asian residents 29 and below. Overall, 41% of Black residents and 48% of Latinx residents age 16 and above have been vaccinated, compared to 71% of Asian and 63% of white residents. We can and we must do better. And given the diverse resources and opportunities available right here in LA County, we are in a unique position to do this. I have introduced a motion that we'll be voting on tomorrow to declare June as the County Month of Action here in LA County. With this motion, I'm calling for residents from all walks of life lives across the county to mobilize and come together to encourage and help everyone to get vaccinated. It has never been easier to get vaccinated with over 760 vaccination sites alone here in LA County, many of which are accepting walk-in appointments, which is great. There's also a new online search tool to find a vaccination near you. For English, visit vaccinate.lacounty.com or for Spanish, visit vacunatelosangeles.com. If you don't have access to a computer, you can still call 833-540-0473 to connect to free transportation to and from vaccination sites or schedule a home visit if you or someone you know is homebound. And just as a reminder, vaccinations are always free and open to eligible residents regardless of insurance or immigration status. And if you know someone who hasn't been vaccinated, please reach out to them and share your reasons why you got vaccinated and what new opportunities you'll be able to enjoy or they will be able to enjoy. If you know someone who's had difficulty getting access offer them a ride to the vaccination site or help them connect to county resources to help them get that access. And if you yourself have been waiting, now's the time to do so, especially with the state and county reopening on June the 15th. While we wait for final masking guidance from the state and Cal OSHA for that day, 
It's important that as many residents as possible have vaccine protection before masking and distancing requirements are relaxed. And even though our overall cases are low, among those unvaccinated, we're still seeing spread. So let's keep working together to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. And in addition to public safety, there are now more incentives than ever to get vaccinated. And I'm pleased to see that the governor's vaccination incentive program underway in the last two weeks alone, uh, we saw an increase or uptick in vaccinations. In fact, last month at 22 vaccination sites across the county, we had a sweepstakes for Lakers season tickets and for those who got their first dose. And guess what? We saw an increase of up to 9,000 vaccinations. That's almost a 30% increase at those sites. So given that success, I wanna encourage LA County residents to bring those winnings from the governor home and kick off this summer with some much deserved excitement. The first 2 million Californians who get their first dose will get a $50 gift card. Once getting their single dose of Johnson & Johnson or getting the second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. And last Friday, 15 lucky Californians won $50,000, including multiple lucky LA County residents. We need to bring more of those winnings back home right here in LA County. And on June 11th, anyone who has had at least one dose will get another chance. And on top of that, on June the 15th, 10 Californians will win $1.5 million. These drawings are for everyone who has received at least one dose, regardless of when you got it. And all around, the first district and my team is partnering with nonprofit organizations who are distributing incentives of their own, from gift cards to tickets to entertainment. And my office is committed to getting as many shots in the arms of people before June the 15th. Lastly, I'd like to touch on another issue I have been laser focused on, and that has to do with homelessness. Homelessness is a moral crisis of our time, and the pandemic has only made it more true. And as a result, LA County has a multifaceted plan to combat homelessness even before someone experiences homelessness. HomeSafe is a collaboration between LA County's Adult Protective Services team and the Los Angeles Homeless Service Authority known as LASA. The program provides short-term homelessness prevention services to APS clients who are at risk of experiencing homelessness. These older adults may qualify, for example, to receive rent relief and financial assistance. And these are just a few of the things that I can list. Security and rental deposits and assistance, back rent and past due bills, move-in expenses, general housing assistance, reunification services, and legal fees. APS clients who are behind on their rent or have been served with an eviction notice may be eligible for this financial assistance. These older adults are encouraged to call 213-610-1589 or email APSHomeSafe at WEDAX at LACounty.gov for assistance. LA County is here to help ensure that our most vulnerable generation of residents are safe and able to age in place. And in closing, I want to acknowledge the amount of economic hardships that many of our residents are still enduring during this uh, health crisis, which uh, also may be slowing a bit, but nonetheless still have ramifications. 
And despite the significant economic recovery, low-income renters are still saddled with rental debt from last year. The county's eviction moratorium and rental assistance program have helped and mitigated much of the harm, but the back rent tenants owe really is a heavy burden for many of them to carry. And as such, we urgently need to come up with our out-of-the-box and strategic solutions to stretch the federal rental assistance funding as far as possible to resolve COVID-19 rental debt and provide forward-looking assistance to advance racial justice and equity while helping those who need it the most. To that end, I'm introducing a motion tomorrow before the board, among other things, to direct our county council to report back with all legal options the county may pursue to fully eliminate all residential COVID-19 rental debt. This will include options for landlords to relinquish COVID rental debt in exchange for fair compensation or fair market value. We expect that report within 45 days if the motion passage passes tomorrow. And in the meantime, I'm committed to ensuring that all options are on the table to help our vulnerable communities recover fully. I want to thank you all for joining us. And now I'd like to turn it over and introduce Dr. Montu Davis, our health officer with the Department of Public Health. Thank you, Supervisor Solis, and to the entire Board of Supervisors. Uh, we so appreciate your efforts to protect the residents of LA County and are so glad to see the results of your leadership and hard work in these consistently known low numbers and in our increasing vaccination numbers. We've been making truly exciting progress in vaccinating our residents and your unfailing advocacy and hard work on behalf of everyone in the county has been instrumental in getting us to this point. Today, I will share updates on COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations and deaths an update on vaccinations and information about vaccination sites, including several changes in the locations of some vaccination sites. I'll also update you on coming changes in regulations for work sites and provide some information on how unvaccinated people can protect themselves. First, I wanna note that over the weekend, we learned that the state of California has one of the lowest transmission met metrics in the country, according to the CDC. This is not an accident. It is, it is a result of many, many hours invested by countless community leaders in educating people about preventing transmission and working to maximize access to vaccine, as well as the efforts of every single person who continues to make prevention a priority and has gotten a vaccine or shared their vaccination story to help someone else get vaccinated. You all deserve credit for this remarkable achievement, and we thank you and celebrate you as we approach this new phase in our recovery at a, after a very difficult year and a half. I'll take the first slide, please. So I'd like to start with our uh, daily numbers, uh, which reflect a delay in weekend reporting. Uh, we are sad to report three additional deaths today. Two of the three people who died had underlying health conditions. This brings the total number of deaths to 24,392 in Los Angeles County. Our hearts and thoughts are with everyone who has lost a loved one, a friend, or a coworker during this pandemic. We're reporting 134 new cases today. This brings the total number of cases in Los Angeles County to 1,245,253. There are 254 people currently hospitalized with COVID-19. 
There are currently 43 open investigations at residential congregate settings and non-residential settings with at least one confirmed case of COVID-19. To date, more than 6.8 million people have been tested and had re test results reported in LA County and the commutative test positivity rate is 17% overall. I'll take the next slide, please. This graph shows trend lines in cases, hospitalizations, and deaths in our county from March 1st of last year through May 30th of this year. Case numbers and other metrics continue to remain low and stable. Over the past few weeks, we've seen small declines in cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. I'll take the next slide, please. The most powerful tool we have uh, for keeping cases down and protecting ourselves and others are the COVID-19 vaccines. As of June 4th, we've administered more than 9.6 million doses of vaccine in the county. Of these, more than 5.5 million were first doses and nearly 4.1 million were second doses. This means that more than 5.4 million or 65% of our residents 16 and older uh, have received a first dose, while more than 4.5 million or 54% of our residents 16 and over are fully vaccinated. I'll take the next slide, please. To help us reach as many Angelenos with the vaccine as possible as more businesses reopen fully, we're closing several sites this week and opening others in different locations, many of them within a few miles of those that are closing. After June 13th, the Pomona Fairplex, Forum, and Laco Downey sites will be closed and new smaller community sites will be open on June 15th at Ted Watkins Memorial Park in South LA the Commerce Senior, Senior Citizen Center in the City of Commerce, and the North Norwalk uh, Arts and Sports Complex in the City of Norwalk. Also, as we noted last week, the CSUN site's last day of operation is today. If you received your first dose at the CSUN site, you can receive your second dose at our Balboa Sports Complex site just a few miles away. And if you've missed uh, your second dose appointment, at any of the sites that are closing soon, you'll be able to get your second dose instead by scheduling an appointment at a pharmacy close to you or walking into any other county vaccination sites. Our sites at Eugene A. Obergon Park in East LA, the Palmdale Oasis Park Recreational Center in Palmdale, and College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita will stay open. I'll take the next slide, please. To make it as easy as possible for eligible LA County residents to get vaccinated, COVID-19 vaccinations uh, are available at many sites across the county. As you can see on this map, this week there are 765 sites offering vaccinations, including pharmacies, clinics, community sites, and hospitals through June 10th. The pale green areas here indicate the zip codes with the fewest health affirming resources. You can see that many of our vaccination sites are concentrated in these areas, which have been hard hit by the pandemic. We want to make it extremely easy to get a vaccine if you live in these communities. Currently, you can obtain vaccines at the eight county run sites, all the LA city run sites, almost all mobile sites, and many of the community sites without an appointment. Many sites are open on weekends and have evening hours. Please check vaccinatelacounty.com to find a site near you. I'll take the next slide, please. 
We continue to support additional mobile vaccination teams that take vaccines into neighborhoods to reach people who may have limited time or ability to get to one of our established vaccination sites. You might note that we've really stepped up our numbers on mobile sites this week. On this map, the pale green areas align, uh, again, indicate low resource zip codes. The blue markers indicate the 253 sites where mobile teams have offered or will offer vaccine this week, uh, which are concentrated in these uh, higher need, harder hit areas. This week, there will be 237 mobile vaccination sites. This is the highest number of sites we've had in a one week period to date. We're directing a lot of resources toward mobile vaccination sites out of a real sense of urgency to get as many residents vaccinated as we can before June 15th and beyond. And because we recognize uh, that for many people, being able to get your vaccine in a public location, like a metro station, a retail store, a community or faith-based organization, or an outdoor recreation space in or closer to your neighborhood makes it more convenient. Take the next slide, please. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the Cal OSHA standards. Um, and we recognize that as California reopens and physical distancing requirements and capacity limits for customers are lifted on June 15th, protecting LA County's workers will be a top priority, especially those that, are, that were hardest hit during the worst of the pandemic. Last week, the state's uh, Occupational Safety and Health Standards Board voted to readopt Cal OSHA's COVID-19 Prevention Emergency Temporary Standards, also known as ETS, for workplaces with some revisions and with the goal of continuing to protect workers after June 15th. Although their standards board may further refine these uh, revised workplace requirements in the coming weeks, I'd like to share some details uh, with you today. Please note that the revised emergency standards are expected to go into effect no later than June 15th if approved by the state's Office of Administrative Law. So first, with regard to face coverings, in indoor settings, all workers must be masked regardless of vaccination status, with the exception of when you're alone or when all persons in a room are fully vaccinated and don't have symptoms of COVID-19, meaning they do not have a cough, fever, sore throat, chills, fatigue, or any other common symptoms of COVID-19. When working outdoors and six feet or more away from others, all workers without COVID-19 symptoms can work unmasked regardless of vaccination status, except when working at outdoor mega events with more than 10,000 attendees. Next, in terms of physical distancing, this will no longer be required for workers either indoors or outdoors if employers offer respirators such as N95s to all their unvaccinated employees for voluntary use. The exception to this is when there's an outbreak. If there is an outbreak in a workplace, other infection control requirements, including physical distancing, must be implemented to protect workers. Lastly, with regard to workplace exclusion, namely who needs to stay at home from work due to the risk of COVID-19 transmission, Cal OSHA has determined that fully vaccinated workers can go to work even after a close contact with a person who has a confirmed case, who has been confirmed as a case of COVID-19. The underlying logic to all these uh, regulations was to account for changes in circumstances, especially as related to vaccine availability, the effectiveness of the vaccines, and the low case rates that, that are being seen across the state. Next slide, please. Nevertheless, we understand that everyone is at a different stage in their health journey. 
And there are folks uh, who have not yet determined that vaccination against COVID-19 is, right, uh, is right for them or who cannot get the vaccine for medical reasons. For those of you who are still unvaccinated, I wanna share some information about how to protect yourselves when you're out and about. First, as you have been hearing for months, masks are a great way to protect yourself uh, from getting sick if an infected person coughs, sneezes, talks, shouts, or sings near you or in the same room as you. This is especially true if you are in close contact with other unvaccinated people. They are also, masks are also a great way to protect people around you if you are infected with COVID-19 or with any other respiratory infection, whether you are aware of it or not. Respirators, such as N95s, uh, are special masks that uh, have a standard uh, and have shown that they filter out a certain percentage of airborne particles. As you can see in the picture uh, on the right side, an N95 respirator, pictured in pink on the right side of the image, filters out the smaller particles that surgical masks, pictured in blue on the left end of the image, uh, that, they, that those allow in. Because respirators like N95s are protective, uh, uh, more protective than other face coverings, they are generally reserved for medical per personnel. However, unvaccinated workers who are in frequent close contact with the general public are considered to be at higher risk for catching the virus that causes COVID-19. It is for that reason that employers will soon be required to offer respirators to unvaccinated workers to better protect them at work. Respirators should be reserved for those uh, highest uh, risk workers when they're in short supply. However, when respirator supply is enough to meet demand, other people may benefit from using these in certain situations outside of work. For example, if you're an unvaccinated person spending time in crowds or indoors or in close contact with other unvaccinated people who might be infected, wearing a respirator can offer you more protection than the usual face cover. You should be aware that, any, that many counterfeit respirators are being sold by entities masquerading as legitimate companies. If you're buying a respirator for personal use, it's worth a visit to the CDC website on types of masks listed uh, here for advice on finding one that meets the federal standards. I'll take the next slide, please. Another great way for unvaccinated people to protect themselves is by socializing or visiting others uh, outdoors in uncrowded areas. What makes this protective is, is that if someone in your group is infected unknowingly, Viral particles have a much harder time accumulating and infecting other people in open outdoor spaces when it is not crowded. We in LA County are fortunate in that for most of the year, being outside is comfortable in terms of the weather. However, during times when you are unable to socialize or visit outside, uh, bring in as much fresh air, uh, as much outdoor air uh, into the indoor space uh, where you're mingling, and that can help prevent virus particles from accumulating uh, in the air inside. With good ventilation, the concentration of virus particles in the air will be lower and they will leave your home faster than with poor ventilation. There are lots of ways to do that and many are shown in the picture on the right in this slide. In the brown image on the top part of the picture, there's very little air circulation. But in the green image on the bottom of the picture, air circulation is improved by open windows, a ceiling fan, an exhaust fan such as a box fan uh, pointing outwards and a portable air cleaner. Again, there are many other ways that you can do this and I encourage everyone to visit the website uh, to see other options. The other thing you should do is keep uh, indoor visits short with few people. 
The more people who are inside and the longer they stay, the more virus particles can accumulate if someone is infected. So limiting the number of visitors in your home and keeping visits short can help reduce your risk. You can find more information about improving your home's ventilation at the CDC's website listed here. Keeping a distance from other people who aren't vaccinated, whether they have symptoms or not, and cleaning your hands frequently remain additional important ways for unvaccinated people to keep healthy. Every action counts, and I want to emphasize to unvaccinated folks that you'll get the most protection if you consistently use all of these strategies together at the same time. But you'll still get some protection if you can only do some of them. And of course, if you need more information to determine whether now is the right time for you to get vaccinated, we're here to help. This Thursday, June 10th at 6 p.m., we'll be having a reopening town hall where Dr. Ferrer and I will be joined by several other health department staff to answer your questions about protecting yourselves and your loved ones as California approaches a full reopening. More, te more details will soon be available on our website and on LA County's social media channels. I'll take the next slide, please. Every June, we commu commemorate LGBTQ Pride Month and celebrate the community uh, work aimed at achieving equal justice and equal opportunity for members of the LGBT communities everywhere. This year's celebration has a somewhat somber note because 2021 marks the 40th anniversary of the first diagnoses of HIV, a virus whose effects have been borne unequally by LGBTQ communities from the start. These anniversaries offer an opportunity to affirm a core tenet of public health, the protecting of ourselves uh, as well as meaning it protects others. In this, in this spirit, mobile vaccination units will be present at Pride events around the county. Last weekend, we had mobile vaccine units at Compton Pride and at Hollywood's LGBT Center. There will be mobile vaccination units at other uh, county Pride events throughout this month, including Dodgers Pride Night on June 11th. And this coming Saturday, June 12th, in collaboration with the City of LA and Homeless for Health, will be part of Vax to the Max community event at MacArthur Park with the goal of reaching LGBTQIA homeless youth. Thank you, and with that, I'm happy to answer your questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to ask a question, please raise your hand using the hand icon or send the host a chat with your name and outlet to be placed in queue. As a courtesy to other reporters and to allow for ample time for questions, we ask that you please limit yourselves to one to two questions per reporter. One moment, please, for our first question. Our first question comes from the line of Claudia Piscuta. Claudia, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hi, uh, Supervisor Solis made some mention of an uptick in demand for uh, vaccinations, or, you know, since the incentives were offered. And I'm wondering if you have any further numbers on that, like how uh, first dose uh, appointments for, or not appointments, first dose uh, administrations for last week have compared to uh, prior weeks. And also, I thought Barbara Ferrer had said we would be getting an update today on variant testing. So I'm wondering if you have that. Thank you. Thank you, Claudio. Um, I'll have to get back to you in terms of the, the change in the numbers. We were talking with the team this morning. They were still doing uh, some of the analysis of that data. So um, I'll get back to you with that. Uh, in terms of the variants, we're actually going to do an update on the variants um, later this week. 
uh, as we've gotten recently gotten some numbers from outside labs as well. So we'll provide a more comprehensive update uh, later this week. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Steve Gregory. Steve, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. And Dr. Davis, good afternoon. Um, two quick questions. One, uh, with the June 15th deadline coming up or the, the benchmark, if you will, um, will there be changes in how restaurants do business in convenience stores? You notice that there have been a lot of these self-service kiosks and stuff like getting your own coffee, getting your own soft drinks, and you've been having to buy a cup every time you go in. I'm just curious if environmental, you know, the environmental unit of the department's going to change the way people can do business inside restaurants and things like salt shakers, will all that stuff be able to come out back on the tables? I wonder if you can address that. And then I do have a follow-up question for uh, Madam Chair um, Solis. Thank you. Sure. Um, so as we uh, go follow along with the state in terms of uh, the blueprint for a safer economy going away with the exception of the mega events, uh, and the specific protocols uh, mentioned around use settings, as well as healthcare and congregate settings. Uh, the protocols for the sectors like the restaurant protocol uh, will be retired. Uh, and that's where most of those uh, requirements that you mentioned uh, are listed. Uh, so those things uh, are expected to go away uh, unless there's some change from the state, but I don't, I don't expect that. Uh, so I would imagine we go back to uh, business as usual uh, with the exception of whatever uh, gets mentioned and related to masking and the Cal OSHA requirements. Madam Chair, Madam Chair Solis, um, I have a question. You were mentioning uh, a, a motion or resolution for some homeless initiatives. I wonder how those are coming in line and how is the board working with LA County Sheriff Villanueva on these things? He seems to be doing his own homeless initiatives. I'm wondering how those two are aligned. Thank you. Well, um, I will tell you that uh, we are pushing out as much as we can to really uh, seek out and assist our our homeless, especially our elderly, and really getting them more information about what they are able to access, is particularly those that are homebound. In some cases, homeless. I'm sorry, not homebound, but that are that are homeless, but not fully aware of the resources that are available. And we find this is really important because many don't have access to regular communication because they are transient and moving from place to place. So we know that this is really important, and there is a substantial number we know of women elderly that could participate in the program. We've done several studies uh, and, and worked alongside with the Downtown Women's uh, Center looking at uh, those data points and really trying to figure out how we can do a better job of getting services to this population. With respect to the sheriff, I don't know what he has in mind. I will tell you that I know we have funded uh, HOPE teams. Those are the teams that go out and visit uh, the shelters as well as watershed areas and and uh, places where where homeless are found. Um, I will say that obviously that's a that's a good thing, but we certainly need more assistance. And at this time, uh, the the board of supervisors is actually placing a lot of prioritized funding to build up uh, intermittent housing as well as permanent housing. And we're working very closely, collaborating with our cities and also the the city of Los Angeles. So I think we're. We're coming along. We need to do more, though, because we know that if we don't provide assistance to people now, especially those that are facing uh, potential eviction or aren't able to make their rent, they could end up end up homeless, and then we could uh, continue to see that number uh, grow. So we're doing everything as quick as we can using the federal resources and the state resources that are coming our way 
so I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling much better uh, about it, but I know we need to do a lot more. We do need help by a lot of our cities to help us uh, open up more places so people can be sheltered, like in motels and hotels. And there's funding that's going to be made available to our cities and through the county uh, for projects known as uh, room key and and home key. So I hope people are encouraged and they should call us. And if they need more information, you know, please call two one one and we'll provide whatever services we can. Thank you so much for your question. Our next question comes from the line of Jackie Fortier. Jackie, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you again for taking our questions. Um, Dr. Davis, I was wondering what role LA County Health Department will play in enforcing the Cal OSHA rules that you outlined for June 15th. Uh, will will you know, LA County Health Department be enforcing them in restaurants? And then also, can you give us an idea of how the coronavirus has affected the LGBTQ community in LA? Uh, do you have any data on LGBTQ COVID cases specifically that you can share? Thank you, Jackie. And um, we'll have to get back to you in terms of recent uh, data. I know that when we had done it early on, um, we didn't see uh, a significantly uh, large um, uptick in terms of the cases. Uh, again, that was very early on uh, in the pandemic. So we'll go back through uh, and try to reassess uh, where, where we are at this moment. Uh, and, and provide an update uh, after that analysis. Uh, in terms of Cal OSHA, you know, uh, with the state, we've always had some uh, coordination around inspections. Um, I think at this point, uh, you know, we'll be in discussion with Cal OSHA to understand, um, you know, what they're doing moving forward. Um, we know that some, again, some things may change, uh, so we'll see exactly what that shows. Um, but we do want to encourage businesses to comply with those. Uh, because that is going to be the regulations that employers have to apply uh, in order to uh, or implement in order to make sure that uh, workers are safe in the workplace. Um, so as we continue to move forward, uh, we'll talk and coordinate with Cal OSHA. Uh, but and, and in terms of our, our own orders at the moment, uh, we're looking to see what needs to be revised in that, um, including what will happen with the state's guidance. Uh, so as we get closer to that time and have we have further discussions with the state, we'll, we'll know exactly what we'll be doing. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Ron Lynn. Ron, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hi, Supervisor and Dr. Davis. Thanks so much for talking with us. I have a, one question each uh, for you. Uh, Dr. Davis, uh, there's been a lot of debate among some infectious diseases experts and other scientists about what they, as vaccinated people, will personally do after June 15th. Some have said that they'll feel fine going into a market without a mask. Others say they're more inclined to keep on wearing a mask, even though it's not uh, required, you know, in a market or when things get crowded indoors. Um, what do you think you personally will do? And, and do you have any advice for for everyone who's going to be making their own personal decisions about this? And supervisor, in regards to your comments about the disparity in vaccinations among our youngest Latino and black residents, um, you know, when you've talked to constituents, do you have a sense for, for why this is going on? Is it an issue of hesitancy of, of questions or is it, is it, does it continue to be an issue of access? And do you think, um, what else do you think might need to be done to encourage uh, younger residents or parents of, of, of kids to, to get inoculated? Thanks so much. Thanks, Ron. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so, you know, I, I would say that, you know, as we look at all of the things that we can do, uh, everything is is really like a, a, a woven quilt. Um, you know, vaccinations are one means of protecting, uh, washing your hands, keeping your distance, uh, and wearing a mask are, are other things. 
And the more of those that we utilize, um, the more protected we are. Um, for me, I think as I as I look at this and as I watch and look at information related to, to variants, uh, knowing that this virus changes a lot, um, I'm still going to have and practice, you know, most of those things, uh, you know, as I go about uh, my day to day uh, activities. Um, but others may think they may be more comfortable not doing that. Um, even at this point, uh, there are fully vaccinated people who will say, OK, I'm not ready to go into a movie theater. I'm not ready to go inside at a restaurant. Um, so I think this adjustment uh, from June 15th, it'll take some folks some time to feel comfortable as we continue to see what happens with cases uh, when we get to this full reopening where we don't have physical distancing. Uh, but many uh, will probably still continue to do things the way that they are now or the way they're doing things now uh, as we continue to move into reopening and after that. Um, so um, that's probably the best I can give you at the moment. Thank you. Thank you, and Ron, thank you for your question regarding uh, the disparities that exist amongst Latinx and African-American uh, populations. Uh, what I would say to you is that it's, it's two factors in my opinion. One is access. We still find that there are people that don't have all the right information as to where to locate and, and uh, actually receive the vaccination. And it's particularly in that age group, I wanna say 29 and younger. And we really do need to do more to get them engaged. And part of it is also misinformation, hesitancy. The best thing I will tell you is that someone who has gotten vaccinated should talk about that to others and share the experience. And the, the fact that you have more opportunities when you are vaccinated, you can go out, you can do a lot more things and continue uh, hopefully having some semblance of a normal life. Um, but I will say one of the things that I think has been really great is to be able to have vaccination uh, mobile units at high schools and schools and parks. That's where you find parents and children that can come together or younger uh, individuals that have consent, 16 years and 12 years and whatever. We make sure that with those 16 years old come and they get vaccinated and they have consent and a guardian with them. I think that's really powerful. I saw that also at uh, several of our parks in East Los Angeles and the San Gabriel Valley and found that it really paid off tremendously as well as our churches. We have a lot of people who trust the churches, be, be that of different religions. And I've also seen an, an up, uptick uh, there and partly because we're also combining other resources. So we have information booths available on other county services as well as distributing uh, food items through uh, LA County Regional Food Bank. So all these things are helping to inspire and get more people uh, to come out and get the vaccination. But certainly we're going to have to still do a lot more and that's why I applaud uh, the president as well as our governor and try and incentivize our young people to get vaccinated. We've got to meet that goal of, of what 70, 80 percent um, of people getting vaccinated, and we're gonna we're gonna do our darndest in the next in the next few days, right, Dr. Davis? We're gonna do whatever we can. So, thank you for your question. I do I do want to clarify something. So, um, Ron, I do want you to know that what I'm talking about in terms of masking is really in the indoor or crowded settings. Um, you know, I think that's both uh, protective of others as well as myself um, in terms of thinking of things. But I want to be clear about that. The vaccines have been very effective, even against. Uh, you know, a lot of the variants, but this virus changes over time and we've seen that over time as well. So thank you. And we have time for one last question and that question will come from the line of Peter Nichols. Peter, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hey, hi. Thank you, Dr. Uh, uh, and uh, Supervisor Holis for your 
taking our questions today. Uh, doctor, I have a question about you're mentioning the unvaccinated and, and talking about, you know, giving direction to people who are not vaccinated. But what I'm hearing from the public and people who are vaccinated is why is it, it seems that the county is letting its guard down in terms of the unvaccinated and encouraging them that they still need if they have symptoms or or if they've traveled that that they should still consider getting testing and is testing going to still be widely available as it is now after june 15th um i also wanted to note that dr lena win i'm sure you you know who she is has said that the memorial weekend was a, a stress test for america um, you know, as far as if this whole vaccine program and community immunity, what it's going to look like after. Do you subscribe to that thinking and that we're in kind of a waiting period in the next seven to 10 days to see how things are going to pan out with all the mixing that occurred two weeks ago, a week ago? Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Um, I'm not sure I quite understood the question around uh, unvaccinating and letting our guards down. Uh, I do, you know, want to note that you know people who are unvaccinated do not have that really effective, uh, also effective layer of protection, you know, with vaccine. And as we've seen in the past, when we have uh, low vaccination rates among a group of people, uh, you know, and they're together, that there's a likelihood that uh, if one of them is knowingly or unknowingly infected, that they'll transmit to others. Um, so moving forward, um, you know, we still have uh, millions of people who are unvaccinated uh, and uh, they will be interacting with each other. We're going to get rid of the physical distancing. Uh, so there are things that they still need to do in order to ensure that they're uh, doing the protective actions uh, that they can in order to prevent uh, the likelihood of them getting infected you know, with COVID-19. Um, so that's just really the reminder uh, as we continue to move forward. Uh, in terms of testing, uh, yes, it's still going to be really important. We are still seeing uh, over 100 cases a day, uh, you know, being reported uh, here in LA County. We are still experiencing uh, deaths, uh, even though they are lower and the cases are lower as well. Um, so there's still the risk of infection. And so testing is going to have to be there in order to identify cases. Uh, will it be at the same level that we have now? I think it depends on demand, uh, but testing is uh, unlike before more widely available uh, among our healthcare providers, as well as among our commercial labs. Um, so it is more widely available than we saw initially, where it was initially just at our public health lab, uh, and then only at a few labs and very restricted in terms of, of people getting access to it. So it still will be an important measure for us to, to identify uh, and track and uh, do uh, case uh, and contact investigations, uh, you know, for those that get identified as cases. Uh, in terms of Memorial Day weekend, um, any time that there's a holiday uh, is uh, always going to be uh, an increased risk. Uh, we saw this, you know, as we went into the summer, we've seen this over uh, the winter holidays. Uh, and as long as we have a good number of people who are unvaccinated, there's always going to be some risk there. Um, don't know if the people who traveled or, or did activities, uh, whether outside of the state or inside of the state with others were fully vaccinated or not. Uh, but every time we have a an, uh, an, uh, time frame like this, uh, we always look at the data uh, a week or two afterwards, uh, in particular two weeks after is two to three, uh, in order to see if we see a bump uh, in, in relationship to cases. Uh, but we do have lots more protection than we've ever had before. 
with the percentage of people that we have who are currently fully vaccinated and started on their way to be vaccinated. Thank you. And now we will transition to remarks in Spanish with Supervisor Solis. Thank you. Buenas tardes. La semana pasada, el presidente Biden declaró junio como el mes nacional de acción para vacunar más adultos con su primera dosis por el 4 de julio. Este mes, negocios, compañías, artistas, gobiernos locales, colegios, organizaciones comunitarias, voluntarios van a trabajar para vacunar 70% de adultos con su primera dosis de la vacuna. Aquí en el condado de Los Ángeles estamos listos para apoyar. Hemos logrado a vacunar a 74% de los residentes mayores de 16 años y 85% de residentes mayores de edad con su primera dosis. Pero todavía nos falta mucho más. Los jóvenes que son africanamericanos o latinos de 29 años de edad o menos se están vacunando a la mitad comparado con los jóvenes blancos y asiáticos. En total, 41% de los residentes africanamericanos y 48% de los residentes latinos mayores de 16 años se han vacunado. Esto es comparado al 71% de residentes asiáticos y 63% de residentes blancos. Tenemos que hacer mucho más con los recursos del aquí que estamos ofreciendo en el condado. Estoy también introduciendo una moción para declarar el mes de junio el mes de acción en todo el condado. Esto es para unir y motivar a los residentes del condado para que se vacunan. Nunca ha sido más fácil. Tenemos más de 700 sitios de vacunas en el condado y muchos no piden cita. Para más informa información, por favor, visita vacunatelosangeles.com o llame solamente a 833-540-0473. Las vacunas son gratis y disponibles a todos sin importar su estatus migratorio. Si conoce a alguien que no se ha vacunado, Anímalos. Hay muchos beneficios. Y si usted no se ha vacunado ahora o hoy es el momento que aquí en el estado y el condado se van a abrir completamente 15, el 15 de junio. Para mientras esperamos más información por parte del estado y Cal OSHA sobre el uso de las máscaras y guardando a la distancia física. Eso es muy importante que todos se vacunan. Nuestros casos se mantienen bajos, pero estamos viendo el virus circulando entre la gente que no está vacunada. Por eso es necesario que más gente se vacuna para el salud y bienestar de todos nosotros. Aparte de la salud público, pública, ahora hay más incentivos para que se vacunan. Y este último mes tuvimos un sorteo de boletos en 22 sitios del condado donde los residentes que recibieron la primera dosis tenían oportunidad de ganar boletos para ver los Lakers. Hubo casi 9,000 vacunaciones en esos sitios. Esto es un aumento de casi 30%. Con este éxito, 
éxito. Los, los quiero animar a que se vacunen para que tengan oportunidad de ganar grandes premios aquí en el estado. Los primeros dos millones de residentes en California que recibieron la vacuna Johnson y Johnson o la segunda dosis de Pfizer o Moderna van a recibir tarjetas de regalo de 50 dólares. Y este viernes pasado, 15 residentes de California ganaron 50 mil dólares, incluyendo varios residentes del condado de Los Ángeles. Tenemos que traer más ganancias aquí en Los Ángeles. Además, el 15 de julio, 10 residentes de California van a ganar 1.5 millones de dólares. Estos sorteos son para todos que han recibido un dosis de la vacuna sin importar cuándo lo recibieron. Y en todo mi distrito, mi equipo está trabajando para dar otros incentivos. Estoy incluyendo tarjetas y regalos y boletos. Por el último, quiero hablar sobre el tema de personas sin hogar. Hay muchos residentes que no tienen hogar y es una crisis que se, se vio más peor durante la pandemia. Por eso el condado tiene un plan para combatir este problema antes que nuestros residentes si, se quedan sin hogar. El programa Seguro en Casa, es como se llama Home Safe, es una colaboración entre el Departamento de Servicios de Protección para Adultos y Los Ángeles Homeless Service Authority. Este programa da servicios para personas que no tienen hogar y da servicios de prevención para evitar terminar sin hogar. Adultos mayores de edad pueden recibir asistencia financiera como, por ejemplo, depósitos de renta y seguridad, renta mensual, gastos de mudanza, gastos legales y mucho más. Si debe dinero de renta o si le han dado una notificación de des desalojo, también puede calificar. Adultos mayores de edad pueden llamar a este número, 213-610-1589. Y sé que hay, uh, para muchos, ha sido muy difícil, especialmente las comunidades de bajos recursos que no han podido pagar la renta. El moratorio del condado y el programa de asistencia de renta ha ayudado a muchas personas a mantenerse en casa pero varias todavía deben dinero de la renta desde el año pasado. Por esta razón, mañana voy a introducir una moción que va a explorar opciones para ver si es posible que el condado puede cancelar la duda de renta de inquilinos de bajos recursos no pagados durante la pandemia. La moción pide un reporte sobre nuestras opciones legales para explorar esta acción y esperamos este reporte en 45 días. Es parte de mi meta de explorar todas nuestras opciones para nuestros residentes más vulnerables. Gracias y ahora me gustaría presentarles a la representante del Departamento de Salud Pública, Jacqueline Valenzuela. Muchas gracias. Buenas tardes. Hoy compartiremos actualizaciones sobre casos, hospitalizaciones y fallecimientos por COVID-19, información sobre los sitios de vacunación, incluidos varios cambios en las ubicaciones de algunos sitios de vacunación. 
También los actualizaremos sobre los cambios en las regulaciones que veremos en los lugares de trabajo y brindaremos información sobre cómo las personas no vacunadas pueden, vacunar, eh, pueden protegerse. Primero queremos señalar que el sábado nos enteramos de que el estado de California tiene una de las uh, métricas de transmisión más bajas del país. Esto no es un accidente. Es el resultado de las muchas horas que tantos líderes comunitarios han invertido en educar a las personas sobre cómo prevenir la transmisión y han trabajado para aumentar el acceso a la vacuna. Y todos los que han ido a vacunarse o han compartido su historia de vacunación para ayudar a correr la voz también, mere que también merecen su crédito. Les agradecemos y lo celebramos a medida que nos acercamos a esta nueva etapa en nuestra recuperación después de un año y medio tan difícil. First slide, please. Comenzaremos con nuestras cifras diarias que reflejan un retraso en los informes del fin de semana. Lamentamos informar tres muertes adicionales hoy. Esto eleva el número total de muertes a 24.392 en el condado de Los Ángeles. Hoy también estamos reportando 134 casos nuevos. Esto eleva el número total de casos en el condado de Los Ángeles a 1.245.253. Actualmente hay 254 personas hospitalizadas con COVID-19. Hasta la fecha, más de 6.8 millones de personas se han hecho la prueba y sus resultados se han informado al condado de Los Ángeles. La tasa acumulada de casos positivos es del 17%. Next slide, please. Este gráfico muestra las líneas de tendencia en casos, hospitalizaciones y fallecimientos en nuestro condado desde el 1 de marzo del año pasado al 30 de mayo de este año. Los números de casos y otras métricas continúan siendo bajo, bajos y estables. Y durante las últimas semanas hemos visto pequeñas disminuciones en los casos, hospitalizaciones y fallecimientos. Next slide, please. La herramienta más poderosa que tenemos para controlar la ocurrencia de casos son las vacunas. Hasta el 4 de junio hemos administrado más de 9.6 millones de dosis de vacuna en el condado. De estas, más de 5.5 millones fueron a primeras dosis y casi 4.1 millones fueron segundas dosis. Eso significa que más de 5.4 millones o el 65% de nuestros eh, residentes de 16 años o mayores han recibido una primera dosis, mientras que más de 4 millones y medio o el 54% de nuestros residentes de 16 años o más están completamente vacunados. Next slide, please. Para ayudarnos a llevar la vacuna a más personas a través del condado, eh, cerramos varios sitios, sitios esta semana y abriremos otros en diferentes lugares, muchos de ellos a unas pocas mías de los que están cerrando. Después del 13 de junio, los sitios de Pomona Fairplex, el Forum y la Oficina de Educación del Condado en Downey cerrarán y abrirán nuevos sitios comunitarios más pequeños el martes 15 de junio en el Parque Ted Watkins Memorial en el sur de Los Ángeles. 
el centro de comercio para personas mayores de la ciudad de Commerce y el complejo de artes y deportes de la ciudad de Norwalk. Además, como señalamos la semana pasada, hoy es el último día de operaciones del sitio de la Universidad de California en Northridge y si recibió su primera dosis en esta universidad, puede recibir su segunda dosis en nuestro sitio en el complejo deportivo Balboa, ubicado a solo unas millas de distancia de la universidad. Y si faltó a su cita de la segunda dosis en cualquiera de los sitios que cerrarán pronto, podrá visitar nuestros otros sitios que seguirán abiertos en el Parque Obregón, en el este de Los Ángeles, el Centro de Recreación del Parque Oasis en Palmdale y College of the Canyons en Santa Clarita. Next slide, please. Para que vacunarse sea lo más fácil posible para los residentes actualmente elegibles para recibir la vacuna, las vacunas COVID-19 se encuentran disponibles en muchos sitios diferentes a través del condado. Como puede ver en esta, este mapa, esta semana hay 765 sitios que ofrecen vacunas, incluidas farmacias, clínicas, sitios comunitarios y hospitales hasta el 10 de junio. Las áreas de color verde pálido aquí indican los códigos postales con menos recursos que fomentan el bienestar y la salud. Puede ver que muchos de nuestros sitios de vacunación se concentran en estas áreas que han sido fuertemente afectadas por la pandemia. Queremos que sea extremadamente fácil obtener una vacuna si vive en estas comunidades. Actualmente puede obtener vacunas sin una cita en los ocho sitios administrados por el condado todos los uh, sitios administrados por la ciudad de Los Ángeles, casi todos los sitios móviles y muchos de los sitios comunitarios. Muchos sitios abren los fines de semana y tienen horarios nocturnos. Visite vacunatelosangeles.com para encontrar un sitio cerca de usted. Next slide, please. Continuamos apoyando a equipos de vacunación móviles adicionales que llevan las vacunas a los vecindarios para llegar a las personas que pueden tener tener limitaciones en su tiempo o capacidad uh, para llegar a uno de los sitios de vacunación establecidos. Puede notar que realmente hemos aumentado nuestra cantidad de sitios móviles esta semana. En este mapa, las áreas de color verde pálido nuevamente, nuevamente indican códigos postales de bajos recursos. Los marcadores azules indican los 253 sitios donde nuestros equipos móviles han ofrecido u ofrecerán vacunas esta semana, que se concentran en estas áreas más afectadas y de mayor necesidad. Esta semana estamos realizando 267 visitas a sitios móviles, la mayor cantidad de visitas que hasta la fecha hemos realizado en un periodo de una semana. Estamos dirigiendo una gran cantidad de recursos hacia los sitios de vacunación móviles por un sentido de urgencia para vacunar a la mayor cantidad de residentes antes del 15 de junio y más allá. Y porque reconocemos que para muchas personas poder vacunarse en un lugar público como una estación del metro, una tienda minorista, una organización comunitaria o religiosa o un espacio de recreación al aire libre en... Um, en o más cerca de su vecindario, lo hace mucho más fácil y conveniente. Next slide, please. Reconocemos que a medida que California vuelva a abrir y los requisitos de distanciamiento físico y los uh, límites de capacidad para los clientes se eliminen el 15 de junio, 
proteger a los trabajadores del Condado de Los Ángeles será una prioridad, especialmente aquellas comunidades que fueron más afectadas durante el peor momento de la pandemia. La semana pasada, la Junta de Normas de Salud y Seguridad Ocupacional del Estado votó para volver a adoptar las normas temporales de prevención de emergencias, ETS por sus siglas en inglés. COVID-19 eh, de la Administración de Seguridad y Salud ocu eh, de ocup Ocupacional, perdón, uh, CalOSHA por sus siglas en inglés, para los eh, lugares de trabajo con algunas revisiones y con el objetivo de continuar protegiendo a los trabajadores después del 15 de junio. Aunque la Junta de Normas puede seguir refinando estos requisitos actualizados, eh, para los lugares de trabajo en las próximas semanas, nos gustaría compartir eh, hoy con ustedes algunos detalles. Tenga en cuenta que se espera que las normas de emergencia eh, actualizadas entren en vigor a más tardar el 15 de junio si son aprobadas por la Oficina Estatal de Derecho Administrativo. Primero, con respecto a las mascarillas, en interiores todos los trabajadores deben usar mascarillas estén o no vacunados. La excepción a esto es cuando están solas o cuando todas las personas en un cuarto están completamente vacunadas y son asintomáticas. Es decir, no tienen tos, dolor de garganta, fiebre, escalofríos, fatiga o cualquier otro síntoma común de COVID-19. Al trabajar al aire libre y a seis pies o más de distancia de los demás, todos los trabajadores sin síntomas de COVID-19 pueden trabajar sin mascarilla, estén o no vacunados, excepto cuando trabajan en mega eventos al aire libre con más de 10,000 participantes. Ahora el distanciamiento físico. Este ya no será necesario para los trabajadores, ya sea en interiores o exteriores, siempre que los empleadores ofrezcan respiradores como máscaras N95 a todos sus empleados no vacunados para uso voluntario, excepto cuando haya brotes. Si hay un brote en un lugar de trabajo, se deben implementar otros requisitos de control de infecciones para proteger a los trabajadores, incluido el distanciamiento físico. Por último, con respecto a la exclusión en el lugar de trabajo, es decir, quién debe quedarse en casa y no, al trabajo, uh, y no ir al trabajo debido al riesgo de transmisión de COVID-19, Cal OSHA ha determinado que los trabajadores completamente vacunados pueden ir a trabajar incluso después de un contacto cercano con una persona que tiene un caso confirmado de COVID-19. El razonamiento detrás de estas regulaciones es tener en cuenta los cambios en las circunstancias, especialmente en lo relacionado con la disponibilidad de vacunas, su efectividad y las bajas tasas de casos en todo el estado. Next slide, please. Sin embargo, entendemos que todos se encuentran en una etapa diferente en cuanto a la salud y hay personas que aún no han decidido que la vacuna contra COVID-19 es adecuada para ellos o que no pueden recibir la vacuna por razones médicas. Para aquellos de ustedes que aún no están vacunados, eh, queremos compartir información sobre cómo protegerse cuando están fuera de casa. Primero, como ha escuchado por meses, las mascarillas son una excelente manera para protegerse si una persona infectada tose, estornuda, habla, grita o canta cerca de usted o en el mismo cuarto que usted. También son una excelente manera de proteger a las personas que lo rodean si está infectado con COVID-19 o muchas otras infecciones respiratorias, ya sea que lo sepa o no. 
Los respiradores como las máscaras N95 cumplen con un estándar eh, especial al demostrar que pueden filtrar un cierto porcentaje de partículas en el aire. Como puede ver en la imagen a la derecha del gráfico, un respirador N95 representado en rosado al lado derecho de, de la imagen filtra las partículas bien pequeñas más que la mascarilla quirúrgica. Uh, la imagen azul a la izquierda del al gráfico. Debido a que los respiradores como las eh, mascarillas N95 protegen más que otras mascarillas, generalmente están reservadas para el personal médico. Sin embargo, se considera que los trabajadores no vacunados que están en contacto frecuente y cercano con el público uh, en general tienen un alto riesgo de contraer el virus que causa COVID-19. Es por esa razón que pronto se va a requerir que los empleadores ofrezcan respiradores a los trabajadores no vacunados para protegerlos mejor en el trabajo. Cuando escaseen, estos respiradores deben reservarse para los trabajadores de mayor riesgo. Sin embargo, cuando el suministro de respiradores es suficiente para satisfacer la demanda, otras personas pueden beneficiarse de su uso en determinadas situaciones fuera del trabajo. Por ejemplo, si usted es una persona no vacunada que pasa tiempo entre multitudes o en interiores o en contacto cercano con otras personas no vacunadas que podrían estar infectadas, usar un respirador puede ofrecerle más protección que la habitual mascarilla. Debe tener en cuenta que entidades que se hacen pasar por compañías legítimas están vendiendo respiradores uh, falsos. Si está comprando un respirador para uso personal, vale la pena visitar el sitio de los Centros para el Control y la Prevención de Enfermedades uh, sobre los tipos de mascarillas que se incluyen aquí para obtener consejos sobre cómo encontrar uno que cumpla con los estándares eh, federales. Next slide, please. Otra excelente manera para que las personas no vacunadas se protejan es socializar al aire libre en áreas con poca gente. Esto protege eh, porque si alguien de su grupo está infectado, las partículas virales tienen más dificultades para acumularse e infectar a otras personas al aire libre cuando no hay mucha gente. Es mucho más probable que se muevan con el flujo de aire natural que, que ocurre afuera. En el condado de Los Ángeles tenemos la suerte de que durante la mayor parte del año estar al aire libre es cómodo en términos del clima. Sin embargo, durante los momentos en que no pueda socializar al aire libre, llevar tanto aire fresco del eh, exterior al espacio interior donde se está mezclando puede ayudar a evitar que las partículas de virus se acumulen en el aire del interior. Con una buena ventilación, la concentración de partículas de virus en el aire, perdón, um, de grupos en el aire, uh, perdón, la concentración de eh, partículas de virus en el aire será menor y saldrán de su casa más rápido que con mala ventilación. Y hay muchas formas de hacerlo y muchas eh, se muestran en la imagen a la derecha de este gráfico. En la imagen superior de color café hay muy poca circulación de aire, pero en la imagen inferior, en verde, la circulación de aire se mejora con ventanas abiertas. 
un ventilador de techo, un extractor de aire, como un ventilador de caja apuntado hacia afuera y un filtro de aire portátil. Haga que sus visitas al interior sean breves y con pocas personas. Cuantas más personas estén adentro y más tiempo permanezcan, más partículas de virus se pueden acumular, por lo que limitar el número de visitantes a su hogar y mantener las visitas cortas también puede ayudar a reducir su riesgo. Puede encontrar más información sobre cómo mejorar la ventilación de su hogar en el sitio web de los CDC que aparece aquí. Mantener la distancia con otras personas que no están vacunadas, eh, tengan síntomas o no, y lavarse las manos con frecuencia siguen siendo formas importantes adicionales para que las personas no vacunadas se mantengan saludables. Cada acción cuenta y queremos recalcar a las personas no vacunadas que obten, obtendrán eh, la mayor protección si usan de forma consistente todas estas estrategias cuantas, uh, juntas al mismo tiempo. Pero aún obtendrá algo de protección si solo puede hacer, eh, puede hacer aplicar algunas de ellas. Y por supuesto, si necesita más información para determinar si ahora es el momento adecuado para vacunarse, estamos aquí para ayudarlo. Este jueves 10 de junio a las 6 p.m. tendremos un... Uh, otro foro acerca de la reapertura, donde la doctora Ferrer, el doctor Munchu Davis y otros miembros del personal del Departamento de Salud um, eh, Pública responderán a sus preguntas sobre cómo protegerse a usted y a sus seres queridos a medida que el estado de California se acerca a una reapertura completa. Pronto habrán más detalles disponibles en nuestro sitio web. Uh, perdón, y con los canales eh, en las redes sociales del Condado de Los Ángeles. Next slide, please. Cada junio eh, conmemora conmemoramos el mes de orgullo a LGBTQ y celebramos el trabajo eh, comunitario destinado a lograr la igualdad y justicia um, de oportunidades para los miembros de la comunidad en todas partes. La celebración de este año tiene una nota algo, eh, sombre, eh, um, algo sombría porque en el 2021 se cumplen 40 años del primer diagnóstico de VIH en virus cuyos efectos desde el principio ha afectado de manera desigual a las comunidades LGBTQ. Ambos aniversarios ofrecen la oportunidad de afirmar un principio fundamental de la salud pública, que nos protegemos para protegernos unos a otros. Llevaremos la vacuna a los eventos de orgullo en todo el condado. El fin de semana pasada tuvimos unidades móviles de vacunas en el evento de orgullo en Compton y en el centro de uh, uh, LGBTQ de Hollywood. Habrán eh, unidades móviles de vacunas en otros eventos de orgullo del condado durante todo el mes, incluida la noche de orgullo de los Dodgers el 11 de junio. Y el próximo sábado 12 de junio, en colaboración con la ciudad de Los Ángeles y personas sin hogar uh, por la salud, seremos parte de un evento comunitario Vax al Max en el Parque MacArthur para llegar a los jóvenes sin hogar de la comunidad LGBTQ. Muchas gracias. 
And seeing no um, questions here, we'll go ahead and move on to remarks in Armenian. Dariyor Bolorin. Շնորհակալություն Վերահսկիչ Սոլիսին եւ Վերահսկիչ Խորհրդին։ Մենք բարձր են գնահատում ձեր շրջան ձեր շրջանի բնակիչների պաշտպանելու ձեր ջանքերը եւ ուրախ ենք տեսնել ձեր ղեկավարության եւ քրտաջան աշխատանքի արդյունքները այս անընդհատ ցածր թվերի եւ պատվաստումների մեր աճող թվերի մեջ։ Մենք իսկապես հուզիչ առաջընթաց ենք գրանցել մեր բնակիչներին պատվաստելու հարցում կարևոր դեր են խաղացել մեզ այստեղ հասնելու համար։ Այսօր կկիսվեմ COVID-19-ի դեպքերի հոսպիտալացման, մահվան դեպքերի վերաբերյալ թարմացումներով, տարիքային խմբի տարբերակների եւ պատվաստումների վերաբերյալ թարմացումներով, ինչպես նաեւ պատվաստումների կայքերի վերաբերյալ տեղեկատվությամբ, ներառյալ պատվաստումների որոշ կայքերի տեղում կատարված մի քանի փոփոխությունների մասին։ Ես նաեւ տեղեկացնեմ ձեզ կայքերի կանոնակարգերում առաջիկա փոփոխությունների եւ որոշ տեղեկություններ այն մասին, թե չպատվաստված մարդիկ կարող են պաշտպանել իրենց։ Նա խոզում եմ նշել, որ շաբաթ օրը մենք իմացանք, որ Կալիֆորնիա նահանգը ուղղացման ամենացածը ցուցանիշները ունի երկրում։ Դա պատահականություն չէ։ Դա համայնքին անթիվ ղեկավարների կողմից ներդրված շատ ու շատ ժամերի արդյունք է, մարդկանց փոխանցելու կանխարգելակման եւ պատվաստանյութերի հասանելության առավելագույն հասնելու ուղղությամբ աշխատելու, ինչպես նաեւ յուրաքանչյուր անձի ստացած ճանքերի մասին։ Բոլորտել արժանե գնահատականին այս ուշագրավ նվաճման համար եւ մենք շնորհակալություն ենք հայտնում ձեզ եւ նշում ենք Երբ մոտենում ենք մեր վերականգնման այս նոր փուլին շատ ծանր 1.5 տարի անց։ Ներկա իրավիճակի վերաբերյալ տեղեկությունները հետևյալն են։ Այսօր ցավով հայտնում ենք եւս 3 մահվան մասին։ Երկուսը ունեցել են ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ։ Սա բերում է ընդհանուր մահերի թիվը 24392-ի Լոս Անջելես շրջանում։ Այսօր մենք հայտնում ենք 134 նոր դեպքերի մասին եւ սա բերում է Լոս Անջելես շրջանի դրական դեպքերի ընդհանուր թիվը 1,245,253-ի։ Ներկայումս հոսպիտալացված են 254 մարդ։ Ավելի քան 6.8 միլիոն մարդ տեսավորվել են եւ արդյունքները զեկուցվել են Լոս Անջելես շրջան, որոնցից 17% դրական է։ Անցալ տարվա մարտի 1-ից միջև այս տարվա մայիսի 30-ը ցուցանիշները շարունակում են մնալ ցածր եւ կայուն։ Վերջին մի քանի շաբաթների ընթացքում մենք դեպքերի հոսպիտալացման եւ մահվան դեպքերի փոքր անկումներ ենք ներառել։ Դեպքերը նվազեցնելու համար մեր ամենահզոր գործիքները պատվաստանյութերն են։ Հունիսի 4-ի դրությամբ Վարչաշրջանում մենք ավելի քան 9.6 միլիոն պատվաստանյութեր ենք ներառել։ Դրանցից ավելի քան 5.5 միլիոնը առաջին դեղաչափեր էին։ Եվ գրեթե 4.1 միլիոնը երկրորդ դեղաչափեր էին։ Սա նշանակում է, որ մեր 16-ից բարձր ավելի բնակիչները ավելի քան 5.4 կամ 65% ստացել են առաջին դեղաչափեր, միջդեռ ավելի քան 4.5 միլիոն կամ մեր 16 եւ ավելի բնակիչներ 54% ամբողջությամբ պատվաստված են։ 
որպիսի մենք օգնենք պատվաստանյութով հնարավորինը շատ անջելոններին, այս շապատ մենք պակում ենք մի քանի կայքեր և վերաբացում մյուսները տարբեր վայրերում, որոնցից շատերը պապվողներից մի քանի մղոնի հերավորության վրա են։ Հունի ստասերեքից կումոնա վերպլեկս պորումը և լոսանջելոսում դահանի կայքերը կպակվեն, իսկ նոր ավելի փոքր համայնքների կայքեր կպացվեն երեկ շապտի Հունի ստասնհինգին։ Բացի այդ ինչպես նշեցինք նախորդ շապատ, սիսան կայքի գործնեությունը վերջին օրը այսցոր է։ Եթե ձեր առաջին չապաբաժինը ստացել եք սիսանում, տարող եք ձեր եկրոր տղաճապը ստանալ մեր բալբոա սպորտ կոմպեկսում, ստանալ ձեր եկրոր դղաճապերը նշանակելով ձեր մոտակայքում գտնվող դղատանը կամ մտնելով շրջանի մեր պատվաստանյութերի ծանկացած այլ պայրը։ Մեր կայքերը յուջին ապրեգոն պարկում, իստ էլեյում, պամդել ոազիս Քովիտ տասնինի պատվաստումները հասանել են ամբող շրջանի տարբեր բայրերում։ Այս շապատկան 765 կայք, որոնք առաջարկում են պատվաստանյութեր, այդվում դեղատներ, կլինիկաներ, համայնքային կայքեր, հիվանդանոցներ, եթե դուք ապրում եք այդ համայնքներում։ Ներկայումս պատվաստանյութերը կարող են ձերկ բերել վարճաշրջանի կողմից խեկավարվող ուտ կայքերում։ լոս անջալսի կաղաքային կենտրոններում, գրեթե բոլոր շարժական տղամած կտնելու համար։ Մենք շարնակում ենք աջակցել պատվաստանյութերի լրացութի շարջականքիներին, որոնք պատվաստանյութերը տեղափոխում են տեղամասեր, հասնելու այն մարդկանց, ովքեր կարող են սահմանապակ Միջ օրս մեկ շապատվա ընթացքում այցելությունների ամենամեծ կանակն է։ Մենք շատ ռեսուսներ ենք ուղում պատվաստումների շարժական կայքերին իսկապես անռաժշթյան զգացումից, որպիսի հնարավորին շատ պատվաստումներ մանրացախ խանութի, համայքի կամ հավատքի վրա հիմնված կազմակերպության կամ ձեր հարևանչան տարացքում կամ դրա հարևանչան գտնվող հանգստյան գոտում նման հասրակական վայրը ավելի հարմարը դարձում։ Մեն 
Եվ հաճախորդների համար վիզիկական հերավորության պահանջները և կարողությունների սահմանները վերացվում են հունիս 15-ին, լոս անջելոս աշխատողների պաշպանությունը կդարնա գերխնդիր, հատկապես այն համայնքներում, Կովիտ-տասնենի կան խարգելակման արտակար կիրավիճակների ժամանակավոր ստանդարդների որոշ բերանայում աշխատողների համար և նպատակ ունենավլով շարունակել պաշպանել աշխատողներին հունիս տասնենից հետո։ դրանցից որոշ մանրամասթյուններից։ Հնդրում եմ նկատի ունենալ, որ վերանայված արտակար գիրավիճակների ստանդարդները ակնկալվում է, որ ուժի մեջ կմտնեն ոչ ուժ կան հունիսի 15-ը, եթե հաստատվի վարճական Սրանից պացարությունն այն է, երբ միայնակեք կամ երբ սենյակում գտնվող բոլոր մարդիկ լիովին պատվաստված են և ասիմտոմատիկ, այսինքը նրանք չունեն հաս, կոգորդիցավ, ջերմություն, դող, հոգնածություն կամ կովիդից դիմակազերցման աշխատել, անկաղ պատվասման կարգավիճակից բացարությամբ այն դետքերի, երբ աշխատում են բացության մեկար միջոցառումների ավելի կան տաս հազար մասնակիցներով։ Հաջորդը, վիզիկական հերավորությունը, են 95 դիմակները իրենց բոլոր չպատվաստված աշխատակիցներին կամավոր ոգտագործման համար։ Սրանից բացարությունը այն դեպքում երբ բրնկումներ կան։ Եթե աշխատավայրերում բրնկումներ կան, աշխատողներին Հալոշան որոշել է ամբողջության պատվաստված աշխատողները կարող են աշխատանքին անցնել նույնիսկ, եթե սերտ կապ ունենան այն անձի հետ, ով ունի կովիտի հաստատված տեղ։ Այս բոլորը կարնակարքերի հիմքում Նույնիսկ երբ պատվաստված մարդիկ վարակվում են նրանք շատ ավելի կիչ հավանական է, որ ծանը հիվանդանան կամ մահանան, կան չպատվաստված մարդիկ։ Ահա թե ինչու աշխատողների և ծանկացած այլ անձի համար, որ ծան� տարբեր պուլում է։ Եվ կան մարդիկ, ովքեր դեր չեմ որոշել, որ կովիտ տասնինի դեմ պատվաստում է ճիշտ է իրենց համար, 
կամ ոգեր չեն կարող բժշկական պատվաստանյութեր պատվաստել։ Նրանց համար ովքեր դեր պատվաստված չեն, ես ուզում եմ տեղեկություններ տարածել այն մասին, թե ինչպես պաշպանել ձեզ։ Նախ ինչպես դուք լսում եք, ամիսներ շարունակ դիմակները հիանալի միջոցեն, ինքները ձեզ պաշպանելու համար, եթե վարակված անձը հազում է, պրոշտում է, խոսում է, բղավում է կամ երկում է ձեր կողքին, կամ ձեր շրջապատում մարդկանց պաշպանելու համար, եթե վարակվածը կովիտ տասնի ինով, կամ շնչարական շատ այլ հիվանդություններով ստանդարտի ապացուցելով, որ դրան կարող են ոգնել ոթով պոխանցվող մասնիքների որոշակի տոխոսը են 95-ի շնչարական ապարատը վիլտրում է ավելի փոքր մասնիքները, որոնք թույլ են տալիս վիրաբուժական դիմակը։ Կանի որ են 95-ն վերապահված են բժրկական անձնակազմի։ Այն ամինայնիվ չպատվաստված աշխատողները, ովքեր հաճախակի սերտ կապի մեջ են հասարակության հետ, համարվում են, որ մեծ ռսկի տակ են հայտնվում կովիտ-տասնինից առաջացնող Իհարկե բժշկական անձնակազմը շարունակում է ոգտագործել դեմքի ծացկույթը, այս տեսակները աշխատանքի ընթացկում։ Շնչարական սարքերը պերկե վերապահվեն այս ամենա վտանգավոր աշխատողներին և նրանք Այլ մարդիկ կարող են ոգոտ կաղել դրանից ոգտագործումը որոշակի իրավիճակներում առանց աշխատանքի։ Ըրինակ, եթե դուք պատվաստված չեք և ժամանակ եք ուզում անցկասնել մարդկանց բազմության մեջ, սերտ կապի Պետք է տեղյակ լինել, որ շատ կեղծ շնչարական ապարատներ վաճարվում են կազմակերկությունների կողնից։ Եթե դուք գնում եք անձնական ոգտագործման շնչարական ապարատ, ապա աժա այցել էլ CDC-ի կայքը այստեղ թվարգված մարդաշատ վայրերում դրսում շպվելը։ Սա պաշպանի չէ դարձնում այն հանգամանքին, որ եթե ձեր խմբի ինչ-որ մեկը վարակված է, երուսային մասնիքները շատ ավելի դժվար ժամանակ են կուտակվում և վարակում այն մարդկանց դրսում նույնքան մակուր բացոչը ոտը ներսպերեք այն ներքին տարացքը, որտեղ խարնվում եք կոգնիկ կանխել վիրուսի մասնիքների կուտակումը ներսի ոտում։ լավ ոտապողության դեպքում վիրուսի մասնիքները կոնցենտրայցյան ոտում ավելի ծածր կլինի, 
Եվ նրանք ավելի առակ կլեքեն ձեր տունը, կան վատ ոթապողության ժամանալ։ Շարանակեն այցելությունները մի քանի մարդկանց հետ, որքան շատ մարդիկ լինեն ներսում և որքան երկարմեն, այնքան ավելի շատ վիրուսի մասնիքներ կարող են առաջանալ և կուտակվել։ Ձեր տան ոտապողության բարելավման մասին լրացուցիշ տաղեկություններ կարող է գտնել այստեղ թվարկված CDC-ի կայքում։ Հերու պահելը չպատվաստված այլ անձանցից անկախ նրանց աղտանիշներից և ձերքերը հաճախ մապվել չպատվաստված մարդիկ, որ դուք կստանակ առավելագույն պաշպանություն, եթե միևնույն ժամանակ հետևողական ոգտագործեք այս բոլոր ռազմավարությունները միասին։ Բայս դուք դեր որոշակի պաշպանություն կստանակ, եթե կարող Այս հինգշապտի հունիսի տասին, երեկոյան վեցին, մենք ունենանք վերաբացման կաղաքապետարան, որտեղ դոքտոր պերայրը և միանալու են նաև առողջապայության վարջության մի քանի այլ աշխատակիցներ, պատասխանելով և լոս անջելոս շրջանի սոցիալական լրատվամիջոցների ալիքներում։ Շնորակալություն, դենք եմ, նա դրմարկս ինքորի եմ։ Անյասիմնիկա, բոնձո թույոյիրը կելիպոնիա ջուկա ճոնգուկեսո կազանգ նազն հակսան � 이것은 우연이 아닙니다. 이것은 수많은 커뮤니티 리더들이 확산을 방지하기 위해 많은 사람들을 교육시키고 백신 액세스를 늘리기 위해 많은 시간을 사용한 것을 볼수 있습니다. 또한 모든 개개인들이 백신을 받고 백신을 받은 것을 다른 사람들에게 이야기해 주었기 때문에 이 대단한 일을 해냈습니다. 1년 반의 힘들었던 시간들을 견디고 회복의 새로운 단계에 다다른 여러분 모두에게 감사드리고 축하드리는 바입니다. 이제 데일리 수치를 말씀드리겠습니다. 주말 보고로 인해 지연이 있음을 알려드립니다. 유감스럽게도 오늘 3명의 새로운 사망자가 보고되었습니다. 이중 2명은 기저질환이 있었으며 이로써 LA 카운티에서의 총 사망자 수는 24,392명입니다. 오늘 134명의 새로운 케이스가 보고되었으며 이로써 LA 카운티에서의 총 케이스 수는 1245,253명입니다. 현재 COVID-19로 254명이 병원에 입원해 있으며 지금까지 680만 명 이상이 테스트를 받았고 LA 카운티에서의 누적 양성 확증률은 17%입니다. 케이스 수와 다른 수치들은 여전히 낮은 수치를 유지하고 있으며 지난 몇주 동안 케이스 수와 입원자 수, 사망자 수가 약간씩 감소하였습니다. 
백신은 케이스 수를 낮게 유지하는 가장 강력한 무기입니다. 6월 4일까지 960만 개 이상의 백신이 접종되었으며 이중 550만 개는 첫 번째 접종이었고 410만 개는 두 번째 접종이었습니다. 이 말은 540만 명 혹은 16세 이상 주민의 65%가 첫 번째 접종을 받았으며 450만 명 혹은 16세 이상 주민의 54%가 온전히 접종을 마쳤다는 뜻입니다. 더 많은 LA 주민분들이 백신을 받을 수 있도록 이번 주에 여러 장소들이 문을 닫고 다른 장소들에서 어, 새롭게 열게 됩니다. 대부분의 닫는 장소에서 단지 몇 마일 간격에 위치한 장소들이 문을 열게 될 것입니다. 6월 13일 후로는 포모나 페어플렉스 포럼 그리고 LACOE 다운이 장소들이 문을 닫게 될 것이고 새로운 더 작은 커뮤니티 장소들이 6월 15일에 사우스 LA에서 테드 워킨 메모리얼 파크, 커머스 시디에서 커머스 시니어 시티즌 센터, 노월워크에 있는 노월워크 아트 앤 스포츠 컴플렉스에서 문을 열게 될 것입니다. 또한 지난주에 말씀드렸듯이 오늘이 CSUN 장소의 마지막 날이 될 것입니다. 만약 CSUN 장소에서 첫 번째 접종을 받으셨다면 몇 마일 떨어진 곳에 있는 발보아 스포츠 컴플렉스 장소에서 두 번째 접종을 받으실 수 있습니다. 그리고 곧 문을 닫는 장소에서 두 번째 접종을 받지 못하셨다면 가까운 약국에서 예약을 하셔서 받으시거나 다른 카운티 운영 접종 장소에서 워크인으로 두 번째 접종을 받으실 수 있습니다. 이스트 LA에 있는 유진 A 오브레곤 파크와 팜데일에 있는 팜데일 오아시스 파크 리크리에이션 센터 그리고 산타클라리타에 있는 컬리지 오브 캐니언 장소들은 여전히 열려 있을 것입니다. 자격이 있는 LA 카운티 주민분들이 가능하면 쉽게 백신을 받을 수 있도록 카운티 전역에 많은 다른 장소들에서 백신이 제공될 것입니다. 6월 10일까지 약국과 클리닉, 커뮤니티 장소, 병원 등 765개의 장소들에서 백신이 제공될 것입니다. 많은 장소들은 리소스가 많이 없는 지역에 밀집되어 있고 이 지역들은 팬데믹으로 타격을 큰 지역들입니다. 현재 8개의 카운티 운영 장소들과 모든 LAC에서 운영하는 장소들, 거의 모든 모빌 장소들, 많은 커뮤니티 장소들에서 예약 없이 백신을 접종받으실 수 있고 많은 장소들이 주말과 저녁 시간에도 문을 열기 때문에 웹사이트 백신ALACounty.com에 가셔서 가까운 장소를 찾아보실 수 있습니다. 이번 주에 모빌팀은 253개의 장소들에서 특히 타격이 큰 필요가 더 많은 지역에서 밀집해 있을 것입니다. 더 많은 주민들이 6월 15일 전까지 백신을 받게 하기 위해서 237개의 모빌 장소들은 많은 리소스를 사용하고 있습니다. 왜냐하면 많은 분들이 공공장소에서 백신을 받기를 원하고 메트로 스테이션이나 가게, 커뮤니티나 종교기반 단체들, 야외 레크레이션 장소 혹은 동네 가까운 근처에서 백신을 받는 것을 더 편리하게 생각하기 때문입니다. 6월 15일에 캘리포니아 주에서 
모든 활동을 재개하고 거리두기나 인원 제한이 없어지게 되면서 LA 카운티 근로자들을 보호하는 것이 가장 중요한 일이고 특히 판다믹 동안 타격이 큰 커뮤니티에서 그렇게 하는 것이 중요합니다. 지난주에 주정부의 캘오샤 보드에서는 직장 장소들에서 캘오샤의 코비드 방지 이머전시 템퍼러리 스탠다드를 약간 수정하여 6월 15일 후에도 근로자들이 계속해서 보호를 받고자 하는 목표로, 목표를 가지게 되었습니다. 새로 수정된 이머전시 규정들은 6월 15일 이후부터 오피스 오브 에드미니스트레이브 로의 허가 아래 실행되게 될 것입니다. 먼저 얼굴 가리개와 관련하여 실내에서 모든 근로자들은 백신 접종 여부와 관계없이 마스크를 사용해야 합니다. 단지 혼자 있거나 방 안에 모든 사람이 온전히 백신 접종을 마쳤고 증상이 없다면 즉 기침이나 목아픔, 고열, 한기, 피곤함 또는 다른 코비드 증상들이 없다면 적용되지 않습니다. 밖에서 일을 하거나 다른 사람으로부터 6피스 이상 떨어져 일한다면 코비드 증상이 없는 모든 근로자들은 백신 접종과 관계없이 마스크 없이 일할 수 있습니다. 단지 만명 이상이 참석하는 야외 메가 이벤트는 제외됩니다. 다음으로 거리 두기와 관련하여 실내나 야외에서 근로자들에게 요구가 되지는 않지만 고용주는 N95 마스크와 같은 호흡기를 백신 접종을 받지 않은 직원들이 자원적으로 사용하도록 제공해야 합니다. 발병이 있을 때에는 제외되는데 직장 내에서 발병이 있다면 거리 두기와 같은 다른 감염관리 요구 지침을 근로자들을 보호하기 위해서 꼭 실행되어야 합니다. 마지막으로 코비드 확산 위험으로 인해 집에 머물러야 하는 사람들을 위해 캘오샤는 온전히 백신 접종을 마친 근로자들은 코비드 양성 결과를 받은 사람과 밀접한 접촉이 있었어도 일하러 갈수 있다고 결정하였습니다. 이러한 규정들의 생각에는 백신은 사람들을 보호하는 매우 강력한 방법이라는 점입니다. 백신을 받은 사람들이 감염된다 해도 이들은 중병에 걸리거나 사망할 확률이 백신을 받지 않은 사람들에 비해서 매우 적습니다. 그러므로 근로자들을 위해서 그리고 예전에 하던 활동으로 두려움 없이 돌아가고 싶은 모든 사람들을 위해서 백신 접종을 받는 것은 마치 슈퍼 파워를 주는 것과 같을 것입니다. 그러나 모든 사람은 건강 상태가 다르고 이 의학적인 이유로 백신을 받지 못하였거나 코비드19 백신을 받지 않도록 결정한 사람들이 있을 수 있습니다. 아직 백신을 받지 않은 사람들을 위해서 어떻게 밖에서 자신을 보호할 수 있는지 정보를 공유하고자 합니다. 먼저 마스크 사용은 만약 감염된 사람이 근처에서 혹은 같은 방 안에서 기침을 하거나 재채기, 말을 하거나 소리치거나 노래를 할때 자신을 보호할 수 있는 가장 좋은 방법입니다. 또한 만약 자신이 코비드19로 감염이 되었거나 많은 다른 호흡기 감염 질병에 걸렸을 때 알게든 모르게든 주위의 다른 사람들을 보호할 수도 있습니다. N95 마스크와 같은 호흡기는 공기 중에 입자들이 어떤 퍼센티지까지 
필터가 된다는 것이 증명된 특별한 마스크입니다. N95 마스크는 수술용 마스크보다 더 작은 입자들도 걸러낼 수 있습니다. N95와 같은 호흡기가 다른 얼굴 가리개보다 더 안전하기 때문에 보통은 의료진들을 위해서 비축되었습니다. 그러나 백신을 접종받지 않은 근로자들 중에 군중과 자주 밀접한 접종을 해야 한다면 코비드19 바이러스에 노출될 확률이 높기 때문에 고용주는 직장에서 이들을 보호하기 위해 호흡기를 제공하도록 요구될 것입니다. 물론 의료진들은 계속해서 이러한 얼굴 가리개를 사용하게 될 것입니다. 호흡기는 공급량이 부족할 때 가장 위험이 높은 근로자들을 위해 비축되어야 합니다. 그러나 호흡기의 공급량이 충분하다면 직장 밖에서 어떤 상황에 있을 때 다른 사람들도 사용할 수 있을 것입니다. 예를 들어서 백신 접종을 받지 않은 사람이 큰 무리 가운데서 시간을 보내거나 실내에서, 온, 실내에서 감염이 될수 있을 수 있는 다른 비백신 접종자와 밀접한 접촉이 있을 때 보통 얼굴 가리개보다 호흡기는 더 많은 보호를 해줄 수 있을 것입니다. 많은 가짜 호흡기가 팔리고 있다는 점 역시 유의하시기 바랍니다. 개인 용도로 호흡기를 사려고 한다면 CDC 웹사이트를 확인하셔서 어느 종류의 마스크가 연방정부 기준에 맞는지 확인해 보시기 바랍니다. 비백신 접종자가 자신을 보호할 수 있는 다른 좋은 방법은 사람이 많지 않은 야외에서 사람을 만나는 것입니다. 만약에 그룹에 어떤 사람이 감염되었다면 야외에서 사람이 많지 않은 곳에 있을 때 바이러스 입자가 쌓여서 다른 사람을 감염시키기가 더 어려울 수 있습니다. 야외에서는 자연적으로 바람에 휩쓸려 가버리기 때문입니다. LA 카운티에서는 1년의 대부분 동안 날씨가 편안하기 때문에 야외에 있는 것이 편안할 수 있습니다. 그러나 야외에서 교제할 수 없을 때 가능하면 바깥 공기를 실내로 들어오도록 하는 것이 바이러스 입자들이 실내 공기에 쌓이는 것을 막아줄 수 있습니다. 좋은 환기는 공기 중에 바이러스 입자가 농축도가 낮아지도록 도와주고 환기가 안 되는 곳보다 더 빨리 바이러스 입자들이 집을 떠나도록 해줍니다. 공기 환기는 창문을 열거나 천장 팬이나 선풍기, 공기청정기 등을 사용함으로 도움이 될수 있습니다. 실내에서의 방문은 몇 명의 사람들과만 짧게 하도록 하십시오. 더 많은 사람들이 실내에서 더 오래 머물를수록 더 많은 바이러스 입자들이 쌓이게 될수 있습니다. CDC 웹사이트에서 집의 환기 시스템을 발전시키는 데 도움이 되는 더 많은 정보들을 보기, 보실 수 있습니다. 증상이 있든지 없든지 다른 비백신 접종자와 거리를 두는 것과 손을 자주 씻는 것도 비백신 접종자가 건강을 유지할 수 있는 중요한 방법입니다. 이번 주 목요일 6월 10일 저녁 6시에 위오프닝 타운홀 모임이 있고 닥터 페러와 닥터 데이비스가 다른 여러 보건국 부서 직원들과 질문들에 대답을 하실 것입니다. 더 자세한 점은 보건국 웹사이트와 LA 카운티 소셜미디어 채널에서 보실 수 있습니다. 매년 6월은 LGBTQ 프라이드 달로 제정이 되어서 LGBTQ 커뮤니티 멤버들이 평등이 정의와 
상등한 기회를 얻을 수 있도록 커뮤니티 활동을 하고 있습니다. 올해는 LGBTQ 프라이드 달갑에 합쳐서 2021년은 HIV가 처음으로 진단된 지 40주년이 되는 해이기도 하기 때문에 H, 해이기도 합니다. HIV는 시작부터 LGBT 커뮤니티에 의해 불평등하게 영향력을 미치는 바이러스이기도 합니다. 이두 가지 기념일들은 보건국의 주요 기반인 자, 우리 자신을 보호하는 것이 서로를 보호하는 것이라를 뜻한다는 점을 다시 한번 확인시켜줍니다. 그러므로 모빌 백신 유닛들도 카운티 내에 있는 프라이드 이벤트 장소들에 참가하게 될 것입니다. 지난주에는 컴튼 프라이드와 할리우드 LGBT 센터의 모빌 백신 팀이 세워졌습니다. 6월 11일에는 다저스 프라이드 나이스를 비롯한 다른 카운티 프라이드 이벤트에 모빌 백신 팀이 있을 것입니다. 6월 12일에는 이번 주 토요일에 홈레스 포 헬스와 LAC가 협력하여 맥스 투더 맥스라는 커뮤니티 이벤트가 맥가터 파크에서 있게 될 것인데 LGBTQIA 홈레스 청소년들을 위한 모임이 있을 것입니다. 감사합니다. Next remarks in Mandarin. Thank you. No. 感谢您收，呃，索利斯律师和全体督察委员会，很高兴看到在您和全体督察委员会领导下，我向你取得的可喜的成果。整个落线之所以能够保持秩序的低病例和不断增加的疫苗接种都是因为您和整个督察委员会的领导今天我将与大家分享新冠病毒最新的病例数住院人手及死亡人手同时给大家更新新冠病种病毒的变种各年龄组
包括一些节省点的变化。同时，我也会给大家介绍即将为工作场所出动的出台的新的一些规定，以及对那些尚未接种的人们如何进行自我保护的建议。首先，上星期六，我们得知加州是全美范围内新冠传播率最低的州。出现这种结果是不是偶然的？这是因为很多加州人和洛杉矶、洛县人的努力的结果，包括社区领导如何教导社区居民进行防御，如何最大限度的增加疫苗接种的可行性及便利性，以及每一个已接种的人以身作则，带动周围的人去接种疫苗。每个参与者都有值得赞扬的地方。经过艰难的一年半，我们加州及洛县居民都要感谢所有的人，所有做出贡献的人。现阶段的一些状况，很不幸，我们洛县又有三人因新冠病毒去世，其中两人患有其他疾病，这样洛县总死亡人数就达到了两万四千三百九十二例。在这里，我们为那些逝者的家人或朋友送去我们的祝福我爱思。今天新添病例达一百三十四例，这样洛县总共新冠病例达到了一百二十四万五千两百五十三例，现有两百五十四例新冠病例住在医院。我们现在正在对四十三个一些。居住的和非居住的集中点进行调查，这些点至少有一个确定的新冠病患者。全洛县总共有六百八十万居民进行了新冠病毒的测试，并上报了累测试的结果，总的累计的成阳率达百分之十七。新添病例死亡人数及住院人数的趋势。从去年三月一号到今年的五月三十号，的数据显示，相关新冠病毒的方面的数据已经保持了低位一段时间，尤其是在刚刚过去的几个星期内，病例住院人数及死亡人数又有下降。疫苗的接种情况，让疫情变好的最有力的武器是疫苗。截止六月四号。我县总共已接种了九百六十万剂疫苗，其中五百五十万剂为第一剂，四百一十万为第二剂。这意味着我们有超过百分之六十五的十六岁以上的居民已接种了至少第一剂，有超过百分之五十四的十六岁以上的居民已完全接种。为了让更多的洛县居民接种。本周我们将会关掉几处接种点，而在另外的地方开启几座新的接种点。六月十三号之后 ，Pomona f e r p l i x Forum 和 Downey 三处将会关闭，相对较小的接种点将会在六月十五号在 Ted Walking Memorial Parks， 还有 Com Commerce Senior Citizen Center 等。还有 Norwalk Arts and Sports 中心开放
，今天的 call soon 将会关掉。如果你在 call soon 结束了第一季，你可以到几英里外的 Bobo 体育中心接种第二季。如果你不能在上述几个点接种第二季，你可以到你的附近的药店接种第二季。接种点的更新，为了洛县居民接种的方便。洛县在全县范围内设置了很多不同的接种点。这个星期前，洛县有七百六十五处接种点，包括各药店、各诊所、各社区点及各医院，而且会一直把这些接种点保持到六月十号。另外，移动接种站。我们一直致力于增加更多的移动接种站，这样以方便那些行动不便的居民去接种新冠疫苗。尤其以这个星期为胜，我们增加了更多的移移动接种移动疫苗接种站。这个星期我们有两百五十三个移动接种站，分布在各受灾严重的地区。这星期我们将会分派两百三十七个移动接种站。这是一个星期内我们可以做到的最多的移动接种站。我们分派了很多资源到移动接种点。我们需要在六月十五号之前尽可能的给更多的居民接种疫苗。而移动接种站，这是可以让更多人在附近的火车站、零售点、各教室等地都可以随时接种的更方便的接种。考楼下工作场所的一些相应的变化。考楼下是加州工作场所的安全保障委员会的简称。我们知道，六月十五号之后将会有不会再有保持社交距离、容量限制等方面的要求，但保持落选居民的工作仍是第一要务，尤其是那些受灾最严重的地区。上星期，加州劳工部通过了《Call OSHA》关于保护工人免受新冠疾病的修正方案，以方便在六月十五号持续保持工人的安全。尽管在未来的几周内，他们还会不断的完善相关规定，但我很愿意在此给大家介绍一些详细的内容。新的相关法案。将会在六月十五号之前开始实施。第一点是关于佩戴口罩，如果在室内，不管是否已打疫苗，所有工人都应佩戴口罩。唯一的例外是，当只有一个人在一个房间内，或者是该房间内所有的人都已完全接种新冠疫苗，且没有人有新冠肺炎的症状及咳嗽。发烧、发冷、无力等症状，在室外时，如果工人间保持至少六英尺的距离，所有工人都没有新冠症状，而且参与者超过一万人。第二，关于物理距离，物理距离将不再需要，不管是室内还是室外，但雇主要给每个尚未接种的工人。提供 N95 的口罩，唯一的例外是如有爆发，如出现爆发，则其他疫情控制要求，包括保持社交距离等，都要跟进执行
最后是关于为了避免新冠病毒的传播，谁应待在家里的规定。卡奥罗舍规定，对完全接种的人，即便与确诊者有亲密接触，人但仍然可以照常上班。这后面的依据是基于以下：疫苗是保护人们的强有力的工具，即便受感染，已完全接种的人很少会病重或者死亡。对未接种的人的有效保护，当然每个人的健康状况都不一样。对那些尚不确定新冠疫苗对自己是否有效的人，或因健康原因不能接种的人，我在此想与你们谈谈如何在外出的时候保护你自己。首先，你也许已经知道了，佩戴口罩是你最好的防护工具，帮助你防护的那些在。你所附近的打喷嚏的人、大声说话的人，或者唱歌的人、唱歌的人给你带来的影响。N95 的口罩可以有效的过滤一些比空气中的一些尘埃，甚至可以过滤那些医用口罩不能过滤的一些小的尘埃，因为 N95 的相对相较面部遮盖物要更有效。面部遮盖物及其他的一些口罩，所以通常的作用，通常是作为医用的。当尚未接种的人、工人在工作场所经常要接触大众，那么他们的风险就很高。一正因为如此，所以雇主一定要求为尚未接种的员工提供 N95 的口罩。当 N95 的供应不足时，那些高风险的工人应得到优先供应，但如果 N9 的供应充足，那么雇主就尽可能的提供给那些需要的工人。大家要知道，市场上出售的 N9 并非全时货真价实的 N95 口罩，有很多货是假的，所以购买前建议你上疾控中心及 CDC 网站查找哪些 N95 是。符合联邦政府要求的。对尚未接种的工人，另一个有效的方法是在室外与人交谈时，是选择在室外与人交谈。其原因是，如果人群中有人感染了，那么在室外时病毒就不容易聚集到感染他人的程度，尤其是当室外有风时。很幸运，诺县居民一直都喜欢室室外活动。因为天气的缘故，当当不可能进行室外活动时，要尽可能让外面的新鲜空气进入室内，尽量保护室内交通交通的交谈的时间短短，尽可能的保保持交谈的人数控制好。当人数增加时，病毒就容易增加。所以减少人数就可以降低风险。不管有没有症状，一定要远离那些尚未接种的人群，同时保持勤洗手。每一个防护措施都对你有用。我要对那些尚未接种疫苗的人们再次强调：通过使用一些你可以使用的防护工具，你就可以得到最好的保护。
当然，如果想了解更多关于接种新冠疫苗的相关信息，我们可以为你提供帮助。这个星期四及六月十号，我们将重新开放汤后。贝尔博士和我还有你几个其他卫生部员工将会到场，为大家提供解答。This concludes for today. Thank you. This episode of LA Public Health was produced by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Our department is nationally accredited by the Public Health Accreditation Board and is committed to protecting and improving the health of over 10 million residents in Los Angeles County. For more information about DPH programs and services, visit publichealth.lacounty.gov and follow us on social media at LA Public Health. My name is Steve Baldwin, and you've been listening to the LA Public Health podcast.